Welcome to the Rad Talk with Tracy podcast. Discover what's possible when people impacted by reactive attachment disorder inspire change and build community through sharing stories and expertise. I'm Tracy Poffenroth Prado, and I'm your host. I'm glad you're here. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rad Talk with Tracy. Today, I am talking with Laura Van Ossenbruggen. Did I say that right? Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm talking with Laura Van Ossenbruggen, and she is a rad mom and living with a blended family. So we're going to be talking about what it's like raising a biological son and a stepdaughter and the stepdaughter is a child with reactive attachment disorder. Laura, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Oh, it's so good to see you. It's so good to have you here. And thank you so much for being willing to share your story and talk about where you're at with RAD. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you have a biological son. You're married and- yep. You have a biological son and a, and a stepdaughter with rad. Yep, we do. Um, our son will be six in three weeks. Um, oh, wow. I don't know how that's possible. Um, <laughs> and, um, our rad just turned 11. Okay. So, gotcha. and how long have you been living with your daughter, your daughter living with you? Um, my husband and I got together when she was three and a half years old. Um, and we got married when she turned four. Okay. So, um, we were, we were friends, um, before, you know, we dated or whatever. So, but I've, she's been in my life permanently since three and a half. Okay. And just a question coming into your family, has she always had rad or is it something you discovered along the way? Um, no, she's always had rad her biological mother, um, drank and smoked and took pills during her pregnancy. And even, um, I mean, to this day, she's been in and out of jail for drug use. Um, she never stopped. So my husband's in the military and he would come home and um, she would be passed out on the couch and his daughter would have not eaten all day or would be in the same diaper or kind of like maybe locked herself in the bedroom and crying and like no clue how long she's been there. Um, and he was deployed from the time she was um, eight months to either 16 months or 18 months. So he was, there was a good amount of time that he wasn't even in the home. Right. Um, so I worked in childcare for a pretty long time. Um, children are kind of like my forte. Um, oh, that's great. And so I knew immediately we got sole emergency custody of her the day we got married. Um, really? and so, yeah, we, we got married. We just went to the courthouse. Um, at eight o'clock when they opened and we went home and we changed and we're like, well, let's just go like change my name. Like we'll make a day of it. Right. <laughs> so and <fun. laughs> we, uh, we got a phone call that was like, you need to come get her now. Really? Um, so from that moment on it, it's, it's kind of been chaos. Wow. So we, we petitioned the courts, filed for emergency custody, was granted emergency custody, and then eventually was awarded sole custody. Wow. So for three, three and a half years of your daughter's life, she had experienced this neglect and. Yeah. Um, and there, there were signs immediately. Um, it's, it was really difficult. My husband had 
you know, he, he didn't have a good relationship with his wife. Um, she was physically abusive, emotionally abusive, verbally abusive. And so, um, his relationship with his daughter was, you know, she was his whole world. And, um, when I kind of came along and noticed, uh, behaviors that, you know, were kind of alarming, it was like, no, you're the problem you know, you're a jealous stepmom, um, you know, she just needs to be loved, she needs understanding. And of course, she does need those things, right? No means. You know, does she not yeah. need those things? But it's like, it kind of goes without saying, but yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but you know, um, it's, it was, it was really hard. So I started doing all this research, right? Because, you know, I've been in childcare for 10 years. <laughs> I know, I, you know, I have I a know. good foundation of what's normal, what's, you know, what's kind of normal for parents that have just gone through a divorce. And right. so I'm doing all, all this research, developmental milestones and yeah. growth. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so, um, I found this list of like reactive attachment disorder and there were like 17 things and she hit 15 out of those 17. Wow. And I was like, like, this is it. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Like bingo perfect. found so, it. Like, yeah. 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 So, um, went to four different therapists asking for help saying, you know, this is how it is. And I mean, like a notebook full of things and they're like, um, she says she loves you and, um, you, you need, you need help. And so it was kind of like, well, what do you do? You know, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep reliving, you know, every time we go see someone new and as of this day, she's 11 and we still, there's no one in our area that specializes in rad. Right. So every and, time they were turning you down or saying, Hey, this isn't your daughter, it's you, or you need help. I mean, what does that feel like when you know you do, your spidey senses are just like, no, no, it's, it's soul sucking. I mean, it, it, um, I grew up with an abusive mother. Um, I have CPTSD, um, from, you know, my childhood that it took a long time to overcome that or, you know, not truly overcome, but to deal with those triggers and everything. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you're thrown right back in that. Like this is see, I'm telling you, this is all your fault. Oh, wow. And, yeah. you know, you just kind of shut down. Um, yeah. We were, my husband and I, we were fighting all the time. We could not have a conversation involving her. I mean, it was, I was wrong. He was right. And it was this black instant and white. fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was him and her against me for a oh. very, very long time. That's, and, you know, I'm glad you say that because that just a light bulb went on <clears throat> because I think that's how it feels for a lot of families. I can even relate to that uh, a little bit because of that triangulation or that siding. Right. And when the child gets the parent or the other parent on board, it really does feel like them against me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, our start was not, you know, was not good. We, um, things progressed. We, we moved away. Um, things got worse. She physically hurt the baby and Right. Cause by this time, then you two have a baby together, a biological son. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. He was, um, not even two. Um, they were, you know, everyone tells you 
she's fine. She's fine. You're imagining this all at this time. She was seven. All seven year olds have these issues. So you, you learn to ignore your gut feelings of this isn't safe. It's not right. So um, you just stuff it down and start trying to do your best, which you're yeah, already so doing. I let them play alone while I like went to the bathroom and um, she had put a diaper bag around his neck and was sitting on top of him and pulling back. And he was purple by the time I ran into the room. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, then it, it, that's, you know, forget what everyone says. Like, this is not, this is not safe. Like this right. is not okay. This isn't right. Yeah. Something is wrong here. Yeah. 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 And, um, things led to what they led. And my husband and I ended up separating. Um, I ended up filing for divorce. It was, you know, I moved back home with my dad and my, I took our son with us and he was deployed during that time. And so she stayed with his family. And when he took her to like drop her off so he could be de get deployed, um, she didn't cry. She wasn't upset. You know, she's like, all right, bye. You know, mm -hmm. see you Big when deal. I see you. Yeah. yeah. Bye. And that was kind of a light bulb moment for him. Like, I'm wait a minute gone for 10 months you know and it, as as she was with his family they were very um whatever she wants she gets she mm -hmm. needs that's 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 how they showed love to her you know sure. she only needs love she doesn't need any more discipline she should be able to do whatever she wants and when he would call to talk to her I don't want to talk to you you know I want to go um watch TV or I want to go do this. And everyone's like, well, that's normal. And it's normal. But our son now is six. And if I know if dad was gone for 10 months and dad was on the phone, let me tell you about school. Let me tell you about the Legos that I built, you know, right. I miss you. Can I talk to dad? Right. Yeah. Right. And the light bulb really went off for him that, okay. Okay. Maybe it's not that my wife was the problem. Interesting. You know? So, you know, he called me, we had a very long, probably three hour conversation. And, you know, I had to set Aww. some boundaries, you know, that I'm willing to reconcile, but things have to change, you know, and they did. We went to therapy and we moved back home. I feel very fortunate. He's, we met in my hometown because my hometown's mm -hmm. military hometown. Okay. And so we were lucky enough to get stationed back here. Um, yeah. And so I felt really lucky for that. And can I just tell you, I already have goosebumps listening to the fact that your husband, the light bulb went on for him. He had an opportunity to see what happened and then you yeah. have reconciled. I already have goosebumps, but keep going. Oh, it's, <laughs> it, it, to think about it this day, I can't even, it's so ashamed of the things we used to say to each other Aww. out of anger and out of hurt. Yeah. So we, we did some couples therapy, but I, I, I realized really early on in couples therapy that I needed individual therapy. I had hurts that didn't have anything to do with my husband that right. I needed to heal. And so I met my therapist and I was like, oh, you know, we're just not really vibing very well, but, but I'm going to give it five sessions, you know? Um, and so my sixth session, I was ready to come in and, you know, kind of end it. I could tell that she wasn't really fond of me and, so I walk in and probably going to get emotional. Yeah. I walk in and she's like, I want, I printed off two things and I need you to read them. 
And she handed me the sheets and on the top, it said signs that your child has rad. And she had recognized through the five sessions that we had had that my stepdaughter had rad, what I had been screaming for help for, for so many years. And everyone was shutting me down and shutting me down. And she said, I didn't like you to begin with because you're so angry. You're mm. angry. She's like, you have this energy coming off of you that is not welcoming, not inviting. She's like, and then it hit me. This is why. That is one amazing therapist. And I had another yeah. goosebump moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I stuck with her for um, it, you know, till we decided that I, I no longer you know, needed weekly or bi-weekly therapy. I reach out to her if there's a super stressful situation, like, Hey, you know, the OCD is kind of going up. I've, you know, got, got some new compulsions we need to handle, but, right. but that was, that was so validating. Yeah. She put us in touch with a psychiatrist. He did um, the examination, the, all the tests and everything. And sure. Like, yeah. That's, that's rad. Wow. And how old was your daughter at this point? Um, either nine and a half or 10. Right. And I point that out because look how many years. So she was with you since she was three and a half until Mm -hmm. the point, I guess your husband and you separated or divorced and that's a long time. And then she's back with grandma and grandpa. And now you're just finally finding out it's rad. So all those years living with rad, you knowing, or having a feeling your husband, not no support. That's a really, really, really tough time. And I think another important thing that you pointed out, we carry 90% of what we carry with us and who we are is from our childhood. Mm -hmm. And so going back to revisit that is huge rad parent or not, but you can just imagine what these kids know your weaknesses. Yeah. Right. And so we, and we all have them, but as a rad parent, I think it's just extra protective armor. If you can go back and work on your stuff, like you're saying, because it just helps you be stronger in that moment and be less triggered or understand what's happening more. But you know, we learn after the fact, right. And we're in yeah. it. Yep. I realized that this was eating me away. I had significant yeah. health problems. Um, I was completely healthy and then, you know, I had our son, which triggered a whole lot in her, which right. then led to a lot of, um, behaviors. Um, it's really difficult for her to live with her brother every day because his mom is here and wants him. And her mom doesn't want her, you know, her mom, her mom has had no contact. So she sees her brother with a mom, his mom that cares and loves and wants to be with them. And her mom isn't in the picture and correct. That causes a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, my degree is in psychology. I love Mm. psychology. Um, (laughs) we're, you know, we're very big on even, even when things she's no longer, she gets, sometimes she gets physically aggressive, but he's, he's almost as big as her. She's very little for her age. And, you know, he'll, he'll wallop her back. He'll kick her back. You know, he, he's standing up for himself, but Mm -hmm. even when 
she was physically aggressive when he was innocent and had no way to uh, defend himself. We were, I'm always very big. None of your feelings are wrong. If you're mad, that's not wrong. That's not bad. It's just a feeling. Right. Your feelings are what they are, but we, you have to take the advice. So like, just because you're mad doesn't mean you get to treat somebody however you want because you're mad. Yeah. You know, if you're mad, let's, you know, let's get a foam bat and hit your pillow or your bed, or let's go run outside. Let's go scream, you know, find a healthy outlet to let it out. Right. And of course they, they always fall on deaf ears. And anytime you have a conversation, well, I thought I was going to get in trouble because I was mad. And, you know, it's the same, it's the same conversations for seven years now. And it's right. As our son has gotten older, my, my husband's eyes have also been really open to the difference. Um, she's 11, he's almost six and he is well surpassed her in maturity and cognitive understanding. Isn't that um, interesting to see? I mean, that's where I think I learned a lot about what trauma does. Our son and daughter are uh, quite far apart in age. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they were younger, so my daughter was nine and our son was around two. And as they were growing, I found that so interesting that you could see, you know, whether it was motor skills or mm-hmm. language, cognition, problem solving, all of that, his skills with seven years apart between them, like you say, surpassed hers very quickly. Mm-hmm. And that opened my eyes to realize how, you know, trauma is abuse and neglect and all of that and how it comes out through behavior, but also just in, in those developmental skills and learning it's, and when you yeah. see it happening, mm-hmm. it it's, I don't, it's never fair to compare children, even, even if you have two neurotypical children, right. because you know, every, every individual is so different. Yes. Um, and I'd say my, my husband has, I noticed it in, from the start, because again, I worked, I worked with children. Right. So I, I could see the, the, the fine motor skill issue or the, the lack of willingness to have independence um, or the no ability to problem solve. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, so school's really easy with him. Um, not only is it easy, he is he's a kindergarten and he's doing work at a first and second grade level. Mm-hmm. Um, willingly, there is no fight, you know, it's, yeah. Hey, I, ha- I have a book to read tonight. Can I go ahead and read it to you? Right. I mean, sure. I mean, sure. And, you know, getting her to sit down for 30 minutes to do homework is we, we have to make all these little rules. Like when you come home, you will sit at your desk for 30 minutes. If you don't have homework, you will read because if we don't, it'll never get done. Yeah. Yeah. Explosion, yelling, screaming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So different. Just different. Yeah. It's nice to have the balance of one child who does respond typically and you can see and get those reactions. I think it just helps to balance your sanity and also just to know that, okay, this is very different. These reactions from this other, our other child are not typical and, and not okay. Yeah. Right. But it gives you, at least you can breathe a little bit when you do sometimes get the typical responses. Right. Yeah. So we've, 
we, so obviously I used to get, cause I hadn't dealt with the, um, the trauma from my own childhood and knowing what I know now, I believe that my mother had rad growing up and turned, it turned into narcissistic personality disorder, like all the check marks. Um, wow. and so it's, I was, I was getting triggered by everything, right? Because, because the treatment for my mother and the treatment from rad are the same. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm living my childhood literally all over again. I'm being wow. ignored. I'm being told I would rather live with strangers than with you. Um, if I never saw you or Bubba again, I would be, that would be fine with me. Um, you know, for this child who I've sacrificed my career in law enforcement, right? Because we can't afford two kids in daycare. Um, with my husband being in the military, we rotated shifts every three months. So extended daycare. Um, I can now not work outside the home because she can't be left alone. Right. Um, you know, so we have had to take an approach where basically I've just disengaged. You know, we say good morning, we say good night. Um, there's very small conversations here and there, but it's you have to disengage because she can't handle it. I can't handle it. You know, so you kind of like we have an 11 year old roommate, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so unnatural and it's so, because it's so different with our son, Mm -hmm. you know, he wants to sit in your lap and cuddle with you and he wants to read you a story. He wants to show you his Legos and do all that cuddly bonding affectionate stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are days that it's draining, you know, we want to go somewhere and we can't, we're going somewhere on the 22nd and we can't tell them because she will completely self-sabotage, you know? So we have to take that, that buildup of excitement away from our son. Like, oh my gosh, is it okay? Is it this Friday? Like, no, it's next Friday. Okay. Is it next Friday? You know, yes, next Friday. And it's just, (laughs) Everything has to be a surprise. And he's a lot like me, bless his heart. I am a planner. Mm. We're going to have a plan A and we're going to have a plan B, C, and D. Well, that comes in handy being a rad mom. (laughs) It it does, you know, but he, he is like that. He wants to know what to expect, what's going on. So when we say, put your shoes on, we're going somewhere. Where are we going? And we can't tell him right? because even in the car ride up, until we get there, she that's will hard. sabotage. Ooh, yeah. And hard. so it's, it's difficult to, for him to not, you know, be able to experience that. It is hard. It's hard that you have to shut off, but that's protective and kind of that letting go piece where there's only so much you can control and so much of yourself that you can lose. Like you were saying you're, you were healthy and now you're not, and you've given up all of this and, And eventually, yeah, just kind of letting go to save yourself for sure. And I know what you mean about everything has to be a secret all the time. And it's really hard. This comes up a lot, but it's really hard because being a rad parent, we have to live so differently and do things so differently. Yeah. The things that most people or a lot of people I'll say a lot of parents with neurotypical kids, you know, that's what we're inundated with out in the stores and on TV and in life. We just see, and we grow up thinking that this is how it is. And when you have to flip that and do and be so different in your, your life and your parenting, it's really hard. 
it is hard. You know, we've, we've lost friends, we've lost family. We didn't go, you know, she's not adopted. She is my husband's biological. There is no respite care. I mean, that's, you know, there, I know that a lot of people in the support group say that, you know, once you adopt, then all of those services that they claim that will help you disappear. Um, But we never had services to begin with. (laughs) Neither did we really. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's, it's point there. It's well, you know, she's, she's adorable. She's, her manners are really great. Um, I bet. We lost friends. I realized early on, cause I, I was, I was angry, you know, I was mad. Yeah. Like why? And she was so smart. Mm. You know, she would, if I cooked dinner, then I don't want to eat it. She wouldn't, if, if dad was gone all day at work and she was home with me, not a word to me all day. And then dad would walk home, mommy, look what I drew for you. And, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, I mean, she's, she's drawing you pictures. So like, why aren't you receptive to that? Right. And it's, it's hard to get people to understand that because they don't see it. They don't. And yeah. as a society, if you don't, if you don't understand something, then the presumption is, is that you can't support people. You have to understand everything about the situation in order to support them. And if you can't see it, then how can you understand it? Um, We've lost his family. Um, I was going to ask about that to see if they could be respite. So his family, we live in Alabama and his family lives in Massachusetts. So his family has made it clear that even though both of the children are biologically his, that only his daughter needs their love and affection and attention because his son has a mother that loves him and his daughter doesn't. Interesting. Which is kind of a stab to me. Um, I've begged and plead and cried for help. I got my degree in psychology, you know, to to further pursue um, understanding, to have access to people that I wouldn't normally have access to. So I don't love her in the same way that I love my son. Mm -hmm. Um, That presents itself very differently. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be here if I didn't love her, you know. I wouldn't disengage from her if I didn't love her because having that engagement is is not only difficult for me, but it is for her as well. That expectation that she needs to accept me as her mother. Yeah. If that's going to set her off, then I need to change that expectation. Right. Take it away. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I've we've had the conversations, you know, I'm your mom in the sense that I'm the only mother figure that you remember, you know, so if you need clothes, I'm going to make sure that you have clothes that fit. Um, you're always going to have a roof over your head. We're always going to make sure that you have food. You know, I'm going to take care of you in those ways. Um, but if it's too difficult for you to share your day with me because you want to share it with your mom and your mom doesn't want you, well, you don't have to. You know, if, if that's difficult for you, then we can remove that expectation. Yeah. You know, there will still be respect and there will still be rules, but it's worked. We've probably saw a decrease in 40% behaviors doing that. And I've been told that I mean, I'm cold hearted and those things don't really bother me because I know that I'm doing what's best, you know, for our family and for her. It took a long, it took a long time to be okay with one 
having that dynamic in the house mm-hmm. um, and to not trying to pretend that there's something there when other people are around. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right. You know, because, because that triggers her if people are around and now we have to pretend that we're this, you know, mother daughter relationship right. that's not there. Yeah. Then it's, it's like, well, what's all the work for? Yeah. So it took a long, it, that was a big adjustment, but mm-hmm. my husband sees it. He gets it. He supports me. There's, there's no arguments. If, you know, if we're human, sometimes I pop off about something. Sure. We now, the kids are in bed and we go in the bedroom and, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't really think that that was the best way to handle that. Okay. Can you tell me why? And he tells me why. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that sure. Yep. I can see that. You know, because <laughs> yeah. we're right. human. We have a bad day. Um, yeah. But they're not fights anymore. They're not, you know, well, you're picking on her. You're making her behave this way. It's, you know, I know that what she did wasn't okay. And I agree that there should be a consequence, but like, maybe not that. I'm like, oh yeah, that's okay. Right. So now you're functioning more as a team and working together to parent your daughter instead yep. of being against each other. Right. That's, that's probably for my husband been the worst adjustment because really? now that she can't triangulate, she doesn't really want anything to do with dad anymore either. I was going to ask about that, how their relationship changed. Yeah. So she used to be um, very affectionate with him. um, What most people would probably consider, you know, normal for father daughter relationship, a little bit too much of that Mm -hmm. um, little, little wife syndrome. um, Right. Little wife syndrome. I love that. That Because I love it because it, expresses it perfectly. And I think people also need to know that this father daughter relationship from her end is coming from a place of control, not of attachment and yes, pure bonding and connection. Yeah, correct. It, um, she would, you know, cuddle with him on the couch while I was cooking dinner and shoot me a side eye, like, ha ha, I have him and you're, you're not here with us. But it's been a big hit with him because she, she no longer has that power over him. She can't get between us anymore. Wow. Um, and That's she, huge. She, she speaks to him, you know, obviously more than me, um, but there's, she really doesn't want to have anything to do with him either because she can't cause havoc between us. So unfortunately right. that, that means control. that, yeah, but now that means that her control is brother, you know, so we have cameras in the rooms. We, high alert anytime they're home together. It's, it's difficult having him in the relationship because, you know, she'll, she'll say things. He's, he is very sensitive. He gets it honest, you know, that mm-hmm. she'll th- say things to rile him up that she mm-hmm. knows not, that's not true. And he'll be like, yes, that, you know, I already told you. And he'll get like really worked up and she'll just be like, well, I'm just playing. There's no reason to be upset. And I'm an only child, so I don't have siblings, but I've asked my husband, like, is, are these things normal? And he's like, to, to an extent, sure. You know, you kind of want to irritate your, you know, but he was like, right. not, not to the point to like find joy and then being upset. Right. And, and that's, but she can control that. And that is really valid. Like, okay, at least there's someone that I can control. Yeah. So the issue or the concern is, you know, is he going to grow up thinking that love is as long as they say they're sorry, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, 
how do you balance that with everything? That's, right. that's now our biggest concern. Is yeah, making sure he grows up with a healthy mindset and understanding mm-hmm. and is safe and protected. And oh, it's hard, you know, just when you get through one thing, there's something else waiting, right? I know, I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's next? Yeah. And yeah. so your husband, it sounds like he had a hard time because for him getting maybe that understanding of when they did, when he did feel they had a close relationship, it felt like connection and attachment and kind of switching your brain to go, Oh, that wasn't really what that was Mm -hmm. to be able to let go of that. That is hard. And, you know, I think the thing, two things that we're talking about is one thing that you said earlier about having to shift and kind of be more of that roommate or support person versus that bonded connecting mother daughter Mm -hmm. relationship and, and what you said about the love, it's not that you don't love her. And I think a big thing for us is underlying there's such a deep, I want to love you in that way, but sure we can't. Sure. And so, right. right. That love and doing it. And like you say, you're doing all, all those things out of love. And I think deep down in all of us, there really is that want depend. It might be f- much further removed for some people, or it might not be there be- based on your situation and how bad and hard and traumatic it is. But I think in a sense, it's always underlying. And that's a struggle too, is just not being able to allow that out, right? You can't love and and letting go of that. You want to, but you have to, like you say, change things and and function in a different way. Yeah. 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 You know, resent resentment comes in when you, when you can't, when you can't have that relationship. Yes you wanted and you know you constantly get shut down and you constantly get shut down um yeah it's there's a resentment that that yes. grows and um you know you're not supposed to say that you're not supposed to say that you resent your kid and mm-hmm. um it's all it's i i used to say and it it even definitely still stands true but i can it's normal for a mother um with her biological children to like oh my gosh he is he's being so much this week he has been mm. over the top he's difficult like i i'm gonna put him to bed at six o'clock because i need i'm done a break yeah yeah and a margarita <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're not allowed to say that about stepchildren mm. with your stepchildren it's if you have anything negative to say well you're trying to be their mother or you're not loving them enough or they need understanding, you know, you just should love them more. Um, and like, what a slap in the face. Do you, you know, do you not think that was my first instinct right. to love for more? Of course, right. of course it was. Let's spend time. Let's, let's go to the park. Let's cuddle up and watch a movie. Um, but it would the weeks and months of, you know, she would scream at me in the morning. I'm going to be mean to you until you leave. And it's just me and daddy. And everyone told me, oh, well, that's normal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that actually reminds me of when that, that fine line between, well, all kids do this or part of that, your husband really had it figured out when he was like, well, yeah, you know, I think we can all look at our kids and go, yeah, some of that is normal. I get that. But there's this whole other level that isn't. And that's the part we're talking about. Sure. Yeah. And Your husband saw that. And that's kind of what you're saying now. And then being a step parent, 
to a child that comes into your home that has rad that you kind of know something's off, but you don't necessarily have the diagnosis of rad. Are you battling two things? Like how, how was that for you? Did you, I mean, I know people told you it's just you when you went, but that must've been very confusing to sort. Is this because is this a stepchild, step parent relationship thing? Is this rad? What is this? I mean, that, that piece comes into it too. There were so many emotions. I mean, it must've been so confusing. They had, um, he didn't have, you know, physical custody. He didn't lose it, but she lived in Pennsylvania. And again, we lived in Alabama. So there's no way to share custody. You can't, you can't spend one week there and one week here. So, you know, when we dated and when we got married, it was understood that we would get spring break. We would get every other holiday and summer. And so the, the day you get married is, you know, so happy and we were so in love and and then it it instantly turned to chaos when we got there to get her she wouldn't look at me she gave me a cold shoulder she turned her back to me at first did you think oh it's just because I'm a step parent or I'm new no No. so so when they moved in with me um after his divorce we had her like three weeks and then she spent a month with her mom And then we got her back for, I think, a month because he had um, a school he had to go away for for the whole summer. Okay. Um, And so when we had her right away, it was great. It was rainbows. You know, she wanted to be with me all the time. She wanted to do stuff with me. I started reading her a story every night. She wasn't, you know, she was just kind of set in front of the TV for the first you know, three and a half years of her life. So like, let's, let's play. She didn't know how to play with toys. Um, So I I spent a lot of time with her. And unfortunately, the the two times that she was back with her biological mother, it was, you know, you can't talk to Laura on the phone if I, if my husband and her were speaking and I was like, hey, you know, and, you know, I'd say her name and mom would hang up the phone. She's not allowed to talk to my daughter. Okay, she she lives with us, you know, when she's down here. So um, and then things like, you know, daddy doesn't love you. Daddy started a family with her. And so it, it was, wow. So when, when things were really rough, when we got her, I, I guess I just assumed that it was just some of that, yeah. you know, that, you know, well, mom said this and all that, um, because we, we were leaving a store one day and she said, she said, um, you don't, you don't lock me in my room in the dark. What? And she was like, you, you don't lock me in my room in the dark. I was like, no, why, why would I do that? Right. You know, and she was like, well, mommy said that that's what you would do when you get mad at me. And so I, you know, we were still in the parking lot. I pulled in the parking lot, I unbuckled my seatbelt and I turned around and, you know, I put my hands on her face and I was like, I would never one, lock you in your room mm-hmm. and two, lock you in your room in the dark. Like, right if you're in trouble, then we're going to talk about why you're in trouble. Yeah. You know, yes, you'll, you'll get a consequence, but, but that, no, that, that won't be it. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, you know, under any circumstance. And she was like, okay, but that's what my mommy said. So for, for probably four to six months, I was just like, it's going to be rough because she's had all these months of all this negativity. Right. And you know, the history. Yeah. And, and, but, but then it only got worse. Mm you know, once, once there were boundaries that had to be set, 
Um, once I kind of challenged, yeah, I kind of challenged my husband to set boundaries. Um, and then, and then she was like, Oh, okay. You're, you're not going to let me do what I want all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And, and then, yeah, things, things got really real. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries for sure. Because like you yeah. say, yeah, you're not going to let me do what I want, whatever I want now. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't have that control. And so, right. And I liked something you said earlier about there wasn't motivation to be independent or there wasn't motivation for independence. Talk about that. I just found that a really another great way to express something that we experience. So um, when I worked in childcare, I worked from ages um, about 18 months to pre-K. So obviously children act very different at daycare than they do at home. I'm not I mean, especially having my own, I'm not naive to that, but there right. is a, there is excitement that children have like, oh yeah, well, like I went to the potty by myself. I can pull my <laughs> own pants up or let me, let me open my milk. Like I can do this. Right. And Aww. she would, if there was a toy that she couldn't open, dad never made her try. So when she would say, you know, can you open this? I would say, well, I want you to try first. Right. And so unfortunately, because dad did everything and, and unfortunately I do mean everything for her, any independence was seen as a punishment. Mm. And because he would fight me on it, you know, she, she had like pretend ballet shoes that had um, like a little buckle and I would be like, you know, you try. And she would attempt once and I'm like, you know, I'm going to set a timer for 10 minutes and, and I want you to really try. Right. So of course, in like three or four minutes, she got both shoes. And I was like, you know, we made a big deal. Like, oh, that's so awesome. You're such a big girl now. Um, You know, isn't, isn't that exciting? And so the next time, you know, dad's home, it's a Saturday and she wants to wear them. And she asked dad and, you know, I kind of butt in and I'm like, remember we we're a big girl now we can, we can do these on our own. And he's like, if I'm, I'm her father, if I want to do this for her, you know, and, and so there was, so unfortunately that led to every, everything that was done independence was kind of seen as a punishment I because, see. because dad, dad should be doing this for me. Right. Right. And so, for him, it sounds like, and I might be wrong, but that was his way to love. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, or to was, show love. he was used to only spending his time with her him and his ex-wife, they never really spent any time together. He would be in the extra bedroom playing video games and she would be in the living room drinking and, you know, watching her TV. So he doted on, you know, his daughter and that's who got his attention. Right. So he, he, there was no like parent child relationship. And so it was a really hard adjustment for him to realize that you can't be her friend, right? Like you, there has to be, you know, now our son who's five, he, right. he's doing everything. Like, don't like, I'm a babe myself. Don't touch me. I'm going to wash right. my dishes. Do not help me. Right. You know, he's, and he, Complete my husband opposite. says every year. Yeah. Every year that our son gets older, he realizes he blames himself a lot because Aww. he's like, I fought you for so long. He's like, and maybe she already had rad, right? But maybe certain things wouldn't still be so bad if I had removed my ego 
and listen to this woman that I chose to spend my life with, you know, and not fault you on everything, you know? Right. Right. But good for him for eventually having the insight and ability to see that and to own up to it. I mean, reconnect and say, Hey, I was wrong. And you know, I'm sorry. And for you to come back together. Oh, I just love that part of it. I mean, I'm so happy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how long has it been that you two have been back? Just a couple of years or back together and, um, just that three years Okay, that we've, that we've been back together. Yeah. And it's, it's been, um, it was rough moving at first. Um, you know, we both kind of slid back into those old ways, but you know, like pretty, pretty quickly, like, no, like this is exactly what happened. And he went to therapy. I went to therapy. We together went to therapy and, um, you know, now I can, you know, I picked a fight with him like a couple of days ago. And (laughs) as soon as I left the house, I was like, that was completely unnecessary. Mm. So I came home and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I snapped at you. And then I made you feel bad. Um, I had a need and I never expressed that need. And I somehow thought that you should know that need um, because we sleep together in bed every night. So I don't know how you don't know that need. (laughs) Um, You know, when he was like, well, what's the need? And I told him and he was like, okay, I can do that. Okay. You know, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, cause it's, we're still human, of course. Like we make mistakes and we're gonna, we're gonna have a bad day. We're gonna have arguments, but coming back together as a team and not attacking each other. Well, and having that awareness of like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I did this. I can see this isn't what I wanted. Let's now go back and find a way to repair it. Yeah. Correct. Yes. I think it's important for the kids to see that mommy and daddy aren't always perfect, you know, and I think it's really important even with rad. I have to, it's more difficult with rad. Um, but there have been times that I've blown up with her or I've accused her of something because she's, you know, you can't trust anything she says. And, um, it's come to light that she was in fact telling the truth and Hey, you know, you, you were right. And I apologize that I didn't believe you, you know, and she'll, sometimes she'll be like, well, if I didn't lie all the time and I'm like, yeah, I know. Of, Of course I would believe you more if you didn't lie all the time, but it's important for them to know that mom and dad aren't the end all be all. We make mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, we're not perfect. And that's softened her a tad, you know, yeah. mom made a mistake. Mom shouldn't have yelled at you. You know, it, it, there is no excuse. You know, I was having a bad day. I was overwhelmed. Work was intense today, but that none of that matters. Right. And it also shows that, you know, I, I do what I preach, you mm-hmm. know, I was upset and I yelled at you and that's not okay. Right. Because that's what we expect of them. You know, right. you can be mad, you can be upset, but you don't get to be ugly to me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it sounds like you've been through a lot, but now that you've shifted your role as more of a support person and taken that expectation off of you and your daughter your husband and you have been through so much, but you have that willingness now to work together and support each other and the therapy. It sounds like you're in, um, I mean, as good as it can be with rad, a a pretty good spot. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, 
I'm probably happier now than I have been in the past seven or eight years. You know, um, I still have, I still have my, my, my physical health that isn't wonderful. Um, but I can now enjoy a family outing. You know, if, if she wants to walk behind us, um, you know, that no longer bothers me. That's, that's her choice. And she's entitled to that. You've been able to let go of a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I want to be happy. I want to enjoy my husband and I want to enjoy my son. And I am now, and I wasn't for a long time. You know, I I used to withhold affection from my son because I can't give affection to her because that tailspins her, you know, my therapist was like, no, don't, don't hurt your son because she can't handle it or she might get jealous and act out. You know, you can't control her. And like, it was like a light bulb. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't control her. Right. And I love that. Why punish everybody else or your son just because one person can't, right? Yeah. Well, and I just love that your, your story is a hopeful one for couples and marriage because I mean, you did separate and it was, yeah, we separated, I filed the paperwork. We were, it was over. Yeah. Yeah. So just to know that people can, there's still hope that maybe we can come back from that. Right. Yeah. It takes, it takes both people to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. It, it takes the husband. Yeah. To believe the wife, like, you know, cause you, you've stated that, you know, we, as the mothers are primarily the targets. Yeah. Um, and they're so good at being someone different when daddy walks in the door. So good. I always call it like an Oscar performance. Like, yeah. Like Dr. Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde. Exactly. That's what it is. And, you know, looking back now, um, I can, if I'm not seeing this behavior, you know, seeing is believing we're a, that's, you know, the type of society we are. And I can't say that I would have been any different if I was my husband and it was my child and he was telling me these unpleasant things all the time about my kid. Right. Because that's not, that's not what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you. Sure. If you were to look back, do you think there was something you could have done or wish you would have done to, or a way for you to, to communicate or something that you could have done that maybe would have allowed your husband to see it more and understand more or that he could have done, or is it just, it is what it is. That's a, that is a tough question because my husband didn't get on board till my therapist brought it up an unbiased third party. And so like once, once I brought home the, the stuff that I had printed off four years ago that everyone dismissed, she printed off the two articles that I had shared with him years ago and um, done anything different because it wasn't from you. So maybe that was helpful. I had not realized in, in the beginning that I had trauma from my childhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew that the way that my mother had treated me was not okay. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, my mom never hit me. Mm-hmm. you know, I was never locked in a closet. So like, I, there's no trauma, right? Right. My husband had his own childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were both so unaware of that, that us working on that helped us to see the issues with rad. Right. So I don't, 
I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Of course, yes. I would like to say that <laughs> if I had brought things up in a different way, or if he had just listened to me and not jump on the defense, but you don't know that those are issues in the thick of it. Right. And we went to therapies. We, we took her to people to ask right. for help, you know, and they couldn't um, see it. Yeah. And, and so. So do you think if you had the right support and I know that that seems like such an impossibility right now in the state of the world of reactive attachment disorder. But if that therapist that did see rad had come into your life sooner, it sounds like hearing from a third party or somebody in the field, rather than the two of you trying to figure it out, right? Maybe having somebody in that supportive environment, validating your situation or helping to shine a light on it and create understanding might've, might've made a little change. Maybe not. It it might have. I think um, I, I think that my husband had to I think that we had to separate and he had to have Rad on his own and see that when he dropped him, dropped her off with his family, that like she was like, all right, like, bye. Okay. Like, why are you still here? Yeah. I think that he had to see that for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. It's. I feel like until you go through certain things and you see things firsthand that really no amount of talking about it or someone telling you that this is mm-hmm. what's happening is really going to click. You just um, have to live it, see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I love your, I'm still <laughs> that little wife syndrome. <laughs> wow. Yes. I'm sure so many people are going to be saying, yes, that's exactly what it is. I think you just, yeah coined something here, Laura. <laughs> no, but it's a real thing. It's, is a, it? it's oh. a real, yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. Oh, um, I had no idea. So like, I would be like in my patrol car, like Googling symptoms and Googling. And I came <laughs> across this article and like a step parent magazine that was like little wife syndrome. And I read it and I was like, this is it. Like, yes, drop. Yeah. This, yeah. 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 Okay. So it's a thing. Well, here I was going to give you all the credit, but that is well. Thanks for at least pointing it out for people like me who had no idea it exists. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. So weird. Weird at the same time, right? I know. I know. It's such a weird life. So before we go, is there anything that you would like people to know or to share about your experience, or is there, you know, what what would you like people to know? Um, I think it's important that everyone remembers that RAD is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, what works for us um, likely won't work for many other people. What works for us is because of my trauma and her trauma and how it clashes. So that's what we have to do. And luckily that that results in a mostly peaceful household. We just, there's not a lot of communication that goes on. Um, but RAD is a spectrum and it's I think a lot of people in the support group feel that they don't deserve to be there because their rat isn't defecating in their floor. Their rat isn't um, killing animals. It's okay to still be affected by the lower end of the spectrum. You know, your rat doesn't have to be destructive for you to feel the effects of rad. And I think we, we sometimes think, well, it's not this big, massive everyday blow up. So like, I don't have it that bad, but that's still your life and it's still hectic and it's still trauma and it's still important. Yeah. Wow. What an ending because that, what you just said there. Yeah. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for, for sharing yeah, your experience and for all these little bits of wisdom throughout the interview that I always love um, learning myself from other parents going through this. Um, there's so much insight and wisdom. And thank you for sharing your story. You know, we talk about this isn't seen. And if we don't see it, we can't help and try and fix it or improve it. So just by you sharing your story and everybody else before you that's been on the podcast and experts and just getting it out there um, and mm -hmm. giving a voice to it is huge. So thank you so much for, for being one of those people. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I hope you'll be back to listen to future episodes. If you like the show, please subscribe and help me spread the word by clicking share and like. If you're a parent who needs more support, whether it's for you or your family, please check out my website at radtalkwithtracy.com and visit radadvocates.org.